When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio, which is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. No Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. You get some Jonathan Zaslow yes. instead. My old partner. We had a local show together for many years down in show. Miami. And then I flew on to bigger and better things. And he just wouldn't leave me alone. So he's here. Tried to leave him. She you know. threw me a bone this week. Do you want to come do a show with me tonight? I need you to hang out. Oh, something like that. Let's bring in some help from a betting angle because we got a game tonight. I was going to call it a big game, but that might be overstating it. Nevertheless, it's NFL football. So it's always a big game around here at ESPN in just over 10 minutes from now the New York Giants will kick off at the San Francisco 49ers ESPN sports betting analyst and daily wager contributor Anita Marks joining us here on the show and Anita on the break Zaslow and I I think you just heard me probably say Zaz and I had a show together for many many years down in Miami and we were reminiscing about how you I believe started your career down in South Florida and I don't think I've ever told you this Anita but the very first time in my life that I was ever on sports radio was on your show when you were in Baltimore Maryland as a guest over fantasy football Many years ago, so, mid two thousands. So you and Joe Fortenball uh, have uh, have something in common because same 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 with Joe. Oh my gosh, um, that's too funny. Wow. The, the first the first the first time Joe uh, was was on my radio show was in Baltimore as well. But guys, I, I think we're bearing the lead here. You know, I'm from the three hundred five. I grew up in Kendall. Oh, that's right. You're actually from. I knew you were on. I knew you started your career down there, but I fought, forgot that you were from there. Look at all this Miami representation here. I know. On the, show. the 305 in the house tonight. There you yeah, go. This, yeah, this yeah, is so. the show tonight. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, 305 represent. I wish we could talk about the Miami Dolphins. In fact, we have to talk a little bit about what's happening here with the San Francisco 49ers because double digit favorites. I think that line is at 10 and a half right now over the Giants. That wouldn't be so scary if it was a straight-up bet, but that's a big line, Anita. What are you doing with this one? It is. And and listen, you know, the Giants have not started the season off like we had anticipated, right? I mean, just a a massive embarrassment in week one, a massive embarrassment the first half against the Arizona Cardinals with Joshua Dobbs as the starting quarterback. Then, of course, you know, Daniel Jones steps into a phone booth, puts on the Superman um, you know, uh, outfit and comes out and just and has a John Elway second half to the Arizona Cardinals game. Can he pick up where he left off? I think he's going to need to in order to give this Giants team an opportunity to win. I don't think anybody's expecting the Giants to win tonight. If you want to use the San Francisco 49ers as like a money line parlay part one of a two or three parlay to use, I would. I do like the 49ers over three and a half points, or I'm, I should say, sorry, mi- negative, minus three and a half points in the first quarter, minus seven and a half points in the first half. I'm not going to lay the ten and a half because we're always worried about the, the backdoor cover. You never know. You know, 49ers could be up big. 
then what happens? They put in their second, third string defense. Maybe they play a little prevent defense. Maybe, maybe Daniel Jones puts on that super Superman outfit again and comes out and they get that backdoor cover. So I'm staying away from the spread. I also like the team total over for the 49ers. Uh, this, this Giants defense, they've got a lot to work through. Keep in mind, they were, they've been out on the, on the left coast for a week now. They got done with their game against Arizona. They stayed out in Tempe. They flew to uh, San Francisco yesterday. So no home cooking, long, long trip, short work week, no Saquon Barkley, a lot of injuries to that offensive line. So, and, and there's a ton of prop bets that I'm going to be playing as well over in a lot of Daniel Jones, over passing yards, over passing attempts, over rushing yards, anytime touchdown, because guys with Saquon Barkley out, this is, this is, this team now is going to be on Daniel Jones's shoulder pads in order to at least um, keep people watching this game in the second half. Okay. So Anita, I brought this up earlier to Amber where I'm war, you know, there's one part of me that figures, all right, Daniel Jones, they're going to be playing from behind. He's going to be slinging it. We're talking big numbers, which are the individual prop bets that you're talking about. Or there's the other side that I'm afraid of, which with the offensive line banged up, with Barkley out, is Jones going to be able to operate and do anything? You believe he's going to be able to put up numbers? Listen, I, I know Daniel Jones. I live, in, I live in New York. I cover the Giants. I work for the Giants organization. Uh, this young man, uh, he's, he's unbelievable. There's no giving up here with Daniel Jones. He's going to do everything and anything possible, especially after the Giants went out and paid him this offseason, right? Um, I, you know, he, he, he's a really prideful guy. I think he's going to do. I think he's going to put this team on his shoulder pads. I'm not saying that the Giants are going to win by any stretch of the imagination, guys. Okay, um, but but I, I think he's going to do everything and anything in his power to at least keep it close. Give this team, give his teammates a, a, a fighting chance that maybe come the fourth quarter they still believe they could win. Besides Daniel Jones, I, I, I love Jalen Hyatt. By the way, one of my favorite wide receivers coming out of this year's NFL draft. I think we're going to get a lot of Jalen Hyatt. We have to. He's, one, he's, he's such an explosive playmaker. So I like Jalen Hyatt over receptions, over receiving yards, over longest reception. But on the opposite side with the 49ers, guys, how can you not put a wager down that, that Bosa is going to get a sack? You just mentioned it, right? Offensive line, especially the left, left tackle and left guard are out. You know Bosa is going to line up on that side as often as he can and try to get after Daniel Jones. So I got Bosa anytime sack, and you could get that at minus 120. ESPN sports betting analyst and former Miamian, Anita Barks, joining us here on Amber and Ian Jonathan Zaslow filling are in you, for Are Ian you ever tonight. former? She's a Miamian. You don't uh, lose she, she that. She New York. I mean, hey, I- listen. Listen, listen, my cell phone still is 954. I still, even yeah. even though it, it's, it's Fort County. Lauderdale, it's not Miami. I'm still <laughs> representing. I'm still representing. Uh, don't worry about that. Me and Zaslow did the, uh, you know, we both lived in Broward and <laughs> claimed 305 till we die for many, many, many years. Uh, Zas still lives in Broward County, so we know it very well. Anita Marks joining us here. So Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver, 49ers, out tonight. He is inactive. What does that do from a betting perspective, if anything? Yeah, if anything, it increases, you know, what our expectation is for George Kittle and... and did we lose we lost uh, Anita Marks? Did we lose Anita? She just dropped. See, this is what happens when you claim 305 and you live in New York. And then all of a sudden... What, she was you know, punished? Yeah, well, yeah, somebody hurt her, you know? And then all, <laughs> all of a sudden, the powers that be in New York... 
they cut her off. Gosh, see, I'm I'm leaning toward San Francisco tonight, but I, like like Anita's not comfortable line. with all the points either. Yeah, I, I liked know. her point there about the backdoor cover because it's true. Like if they're blowing them out. That's when all of a sudden you see, you know, the fourth quarter, all of a sudden they've got, you know, their backups in or they're doing well, you whatever, they're playing yourself, conservatively. You got to say to yourself, can the Giants be down 17 with the ball last drive of the game? Right. Because that, that, you know, and it's like, all right, they, they probably could. I mean, we and then, see and then the, you have a problem. The Cowboys, what, lay 40 on that on that Giants team? All right, Anita is back with us. Sorry, Anita, I, I think we, lo- we took a little bit hit there. Uh, you were saying that you were expecting more from Kittle with Ayuk out? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you, you increase the expectation for George Kittle and, and, and Debo, right? I, I think for sure. But there's one guy, if there's a prop bet out there that I want to play, and that's over rushing yards for Elijah Mitchell. We had Kyle Shanahan come out this week and say that, you know, it's on him that he has not gotten Mitchell into uh, the rotation. We've gotten a heavy dose of C-Mac the first two weeks. And it's a long season, right? You don't want to wear the guy down. You want to keep a little bit of gas left in the tank. So if anything, I like over-rushing yards for Elijah Mitchell tonight. I I think Kyle Shanahan uh, is going to purposely really get him in that rotation. And especially if this is going to be a blowout in the second half, let alone fourth quarter, I think they're going to rest C-Mac and we're going to get a lot of Elijah Mitchell. So I like Mitchell over-rushing yards tonight, guys. So Giants... 49ers starts in just a few minutes from now. When that action kicks off, we will keep you updated here on ESPN Radio. Betting analyst Anita Marks. Thanks, Anita. You got it. Anytime. Enjoy the game. Thanks, Anita. Anita, not the only one with the betting advice, though. Ian Fitzsimmons, he's not here tonight. Jonathan Zaslow is filling in, but he still phoned in his betting advice. Let's bet till our hands bleed. Bet till your hands bleed. All right, James Steele, I know Ian texted you from afar as he's being big time and working games instead of working he's his so radio busy. show. He's too busy so for busy, us. This yeah, guy. so uh, he texted us. Uh, he has the under 44. I believe he bought it up to 44 uh, in tonight's game, and he has the 49ers uh, minus 10. Okay. All right. So he took the Niners at minus 10. There you All go. Right. I, I, think, I think that's the, I think it's the play. I, I, believe the play. He, I, I believe he bought it down from uh, minus 10 and a half. That's what he does. He goes around numbers. He's an old bookie, he'll tell you. But <laughs> yeah. he has a whole thing where he, where he buys. He either buys up or down. So I believe both of those, he bought up to 44, and he uh-huh. bought down to minus 10. For <laughs> yeah. I feel like, you know what that's like? I, I feel like it's, it's when, when you're offered insurance in blackjack, you know? Yeah. Or, no one takes the insurance. You never yeah, take the insurance, It's though. a sucker bet. It's I never take the insurance. And, and I think we're going to roll with the 10 and a half. Like, I, I, don't, I don't buy the 10. I, it's, I think it's the same thing with blackjack. I don't do it. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, what's your weekend going to be like because James Steele is typing very, very Try not to laugh. Why couldn't you get through without laughing? I'm trying to talk so slow. Why can't you be a professional? Steele is is actively typing the T's. Let me try this again. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian with Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian. What's your weekend going to be like? Because Mad Dog told us about his plans earlier this week on First Take. You're not going to want to miss this. ESPN Radio, also on the ESPN app. Hell of a tease. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. Amber and Ian's presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Zaslow and I are reunited once again. We hosted a local show together for many years in Miami, Florida. And now you can hear him. Zaslow Show 2.0. Anywhere podcasts are available, I'm giving you the plug because you weren't going to do it. So that's where you can hear Zaslow Monday through Friday. Anywhere podcasts are available, Zaslow Show 2.0. We're going to have good weekends. Maybe not as good as Chris Russo's weekends, though. Now, Chris Russo. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. For those of you who don't know about Mad Dog. Jonathan Zaslow, if you hear it in his voice, he sounds a little bit like Mad Dog. He is my favorite. Zaslow's one of these. He's one of these that grew up listening to Chris Russo and has essentially modeled his entire career after Chris Russo. Evan Cohen, who's on our morning show on Sportsman. A good friend of mine. A good friend of Jonathan Zaslow, one of those. One yeah. of, where you hear it, when you listen to Evan, you hear a little bit of the Mad Dog influence there. He has influenced many. Well, it's now- such a thrill that he that he's like on this national stage now on first take on he's Wednesdays. Like, he's like the most famous he's ever been. But like, yeah, 60s, well, yeah, right? and, and all these people are discovering him as if he's some guy that's come out of nowhere. No, he's in the Radio Hall of Fame. Yeah. He's kind of a big deal. He's so I, I, I love the exposure legend. that he gets now, you know? I've been listening to him forever. Yeah, I mean, it's funny for me because even, I mean, getting to do first take with him, I, I'm like starstruck he's by Chris Russo. Because if you're in this business, if you're in, if you're a sports radio junkie, you know, that's as, that's as big as it gets, right? I mean, he is. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a legend in the business. And he's but such a sweet guy, too. Nicest man behind the scenes ever. Nicest man. But boy, does he know how to party <laughs> at 63 years old. And, well, yeah, that's and, what and, we and, learned on and, First Take this week. Yeah, and, and I know you, you're going you're gonna to get to the clip here and get to the details for people who don't know, but part of the thing that I love so much that's going on with Dog right now on Wednesdays on First Take is not just is there this national audience that is getting to know who he is, but the analysts who are on the panel with him are starting to understand who he is and what he's about. And like Marcus Spears yesterday... You were able to see if you were watching. He fell in love with Chris Russo during this segment. It's because also I think it's just this is a guy who can sometimes be hypercritical of 
the young, right? Like the next generation. Like Old kinda, man yelling at the cloud. He can be a little curmudgeon-y, you know? That's Russo's brand a little uh-huh. bit, right? So yep. you don't necessarily expect from that guy what you got on first take about his weekend activities when he's watching Colorado play football this weekend. Take a listen. At about 12 o'clock, uh, sit down, uh, make an early cocktail, uh, cut a gummy in half. What's a gummy? A gummy. Uh, cut a gummy in keep, half. Keep listening. Uh, cut I? a gummy in half. We got Florida State Clemson. I like the Florida State quarterback. I'll do something there. At about 3.25, when I'm sourced, at about, I'm not driving in the house, 3.25, I'll put the call in to Fat Rob, 718-504, I'll put the call in to Fat Rob. Rob, you know what? What the hell? I, I can't root for Oregon. All right, you know, I'll pretend on TV. Put 10 dimes on Colorado. It's probably Colorado and Dion. Let's win the game. <laughs> Okay. I like how he so, gave out six of the ten digits of Fat Rob's number there. You can guess the final four. Good that's luck. my that's my favorite. Uh, that's my favorite that he went and he went full of Fat <laughs> Rob. This is my bookie. I mean, that's there's so many amazing sounds so within that there. sound bite. There's so much there. First of all, he's firing up the liquor at noon. I mean, yeah. that's already just classic. Yeah, pouring himself totally a cocktail. Relatable. Yeah, totally yeah, relatable to that. anybody on a football Saturday, by the way. But just just classic. Then he drops the half a gummy thing. And yeah, you not a heard whole. <laughs> not a whole. Well, because he's got to save the other. He ends up taking the other half later, by right. the way. So he, just a half at first, which I mean, that's a smart move, Zaslow, because. Uh, well, yeah, because <laughs> the cocktail and the full gummy, that's going to put him on the ground. Pace yourself. You got to pace yourself, especially with the gummies, because, you know, anybody who knows. There's football all day on Saturdays. Also, those gummies, I hear, James, that they take like an an hour to hit you. So you got to be a little careful there. I, you know, I hear these things. So what I have heard is that you have to take, you have to be patient and also don't make the amateur move of taking the gummy and then thinking it's not hitting you in the first I mean, I, 30 I, I minutes. I feel like you're, you're looking directly <laughs> at me and you're trying, you're trying to, to make a point by looking directly at me, Especially which no one else can see. Your friends and maybe co-host tells you not to pull that move. That just be patient. It will hit you. And then maybe that person says, no, just give me the whole thing. It's and okay. It's hypothetically speaking. And then that person says, no, in fact, I'm just going to down this entire gummy immediately. And then that person spends the majority of the night on the bathroom floor. The point is, that's just a hypo. On the point birthday. is, on your birthday. I mean, on this what? person's well, why birthday. Does it have, why do you have to say mine? Why do you have to say it's on my birthday? It's on this hypothetical being's birthday. Correct. All right. That could happen if you're consuming gummies. Not to Chris Russo, though, because Mad Dog, he's got it down. So he's taking the half. He's got it down to a science. He's got it down to a science. The cocktail, the half. Then at 325, he's feeling sauced up and good. That's when he makes the call to Fat Rob. And Fat Rob sounds like a lovely gentleman, right? Calls Fat Rob and says, I would like to bet $10,000 on Colorado over Oregon. Not Oregon relatable. This, not relatable. Not re- that, that's where it goes way off the rails. The drink and gummy on a football Saturday may be relatable, James. The $10,000 goes way off the rails for the rest of us. I mean, $10,000 on Colorado plus 21 and a half. I'm having a panic attack the entire afternoon watching that game. Yeah, isn't Oregon a nine and a half point favorite in that game? That's why you need the 21. Gummy. Oh, so 21 and a half point favorite. 
Yeah. My God. Sorry. 21 and a half point favorite in that game. So, and you know, the, fir- the first half, he's feeling great. He's going to sweat out that second half is what oh we're thinking, gosh. right? Which part, though, which part is the most, like, which one drops your jaw lowest? The I'm putting 10 on Colorado or the <laughs> I'm going to have a gummy along with the cocktail After at the cocktail. noon and get sauced up. Yeah. I, I think just him admitting on national television what he's partaking in in terms of uh, of substances to have a good time like that all legal by the way all but of course legal of course and, and a responsible zero, gentleman telling you zero I'm, in, I'm in my house i'm not driving a responsible yeah, guy as he should he's an adult he can do what he wants as he should i i mad respect for mad do dog what he wants. i'll tell you what he's gonna do he's gonna sink into that couch he's not gonna move the entire day i think that's the more surprising component of this though is that admission because $10,000 on Colorado would, I mean, that would make my jaw drop to the floor if it was you betting $10,000 oh. on Colorado. But um, Chris Russo's bank account, you know, I can see it. It's, uh, it's an afternoon for him, is what it is. <laughs> it's, like, it's like 10 minutes on first take for him. Yeah, so that's right. Like... It's an afternoon. Oh, it's, and, and, and like I told you, my favorite part about that clip, if you're watching, is uh, Spears fell in love with him. During, mm-hmm. they, they got up and they, they hugged. They hugged during well, the heard, segment. You heard Marcus in that clip say, a, a gummy? Like, yeah. when, like when gummy came out of <laughs> Mad Dog's said, mouth, Mark, Marcus like woke up like, a, gu- a gummy? You know, like, All right, huh? so you're someone who I could hang with. You're <laughs> yeah, someone so who gets down. So now you're I know fun. what I'm doing Saturday. Speaking of first take, by the way, Stephen A. threw out the first pitch in the Yankees game tonight. Oh. And no bueno, Sass. Woof. <laughs> That's all you got? That's your analysis? Of I mean, I don't look, look. I, I don't, I don't want to make fun because it's not easy, especially if you're thrown from the rubber. It is. Because you would know because you've thrown out a first pitch before I, in a major league baseball game. Up. I'm glad you mentioned yeah, it. I know you're glad I mentioned it. It's a it's Marlins game. It's not easy. It's not easy. And <laughs> I, I'll easy. bet Stephen A. wishes he had that pitch back. He's not going to sleep tonight. He's going to have a hard time. Oh, yeah. You could see in his face that he knew that moment was about to go viral, and it will absolutely be everywhere, and he is going to get eviscerated on first take tomorrow about it. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
I felt like, you know, I wasn't necessarily playing my game. I felt like I was kind of robotic and not playing like myself. I wanted to be honest. I wanted to be forthright with what he's saying. And then can we work through this together to get him to play free and to have him have that flow? Of six sacks the other day, four of those six are on him. In the end, unacceptable play from the quarterback. What Fields does does not align with what the Bears want him to do. And that, to me, is, again, taking the square peg and trying to put it in the round hole. We have spent a lot of this week talking about the Chicago Bears for all the wrong reasons. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. So let's do some more of it. Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian tonight here on Amber and Ian. Let's bring in ESPN Bears reporter and host of Best Week Ever right here on ESPN Radio on Sundays. You can hear her at 7 o'clock Eastern. Courtney Cronin joining us. And Courtney... We're going to get on to all that Bears drama that I'm sure you are not at all tired of talking about at this point. Uh, but first, did you see Stephen A. Smith, his first pitch tonight? He threw out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium, the Toronto Blue Jays playing the Yanks right now. And it hit the ground like 10 feet before. Oh, the you're plates. being generous. <laughs> and maybe 15 feet before the plates. Courtney, are you going to bring it up to him next time you're on first take? <laughs> I mean, I saw it. it, it it wasn't Mariah Carey or 50 Cent level of awful. So I think that, like, that's the bar for how bad a first pitch can possibly be. Like, I've, I've put myself in the shoes of people who have done it before, and I think, can I actually clear it? I know that the catcher would have to be well in front of home plate, but could I actually, could I actually do it? I don't know if I could. So I don't know if I... If I can really talk, you know, talk that talk just yet, because I don't know if mine would look nearly as bad, nearly as good, uh, frankly, as that. It looks so simple. It's <laughs> not. And apparently I it is not. You try it, Amber. If it looks I'm, so simple, I, go get your butt out there and you try it. Well, I, listen, if the Yankees want to ask me to <laughs> throw out the first pitch, then I'll worry about how it's going to look on the back end here. Courtney Cronin joining us here. Should we get to the Bears stuff, Courtney? Have I stalled long enough? I mean, you've got to be so <laughs> tired of talking about it at this point. I've seen you all over the place today. I know you've been on Sports Center. I know you've done radio hits across ESPN Radio today. So thank you for spending some of your time here with us but what is happening with the Bears with this coaching staff and Justin Fields there's a lot and you know what happened yesterday was already they were already in turmoil because Alan Williams the defensive coordinator had not been there for several days and there was so much ambiguity surrounding his absence and the team really did themselves no favor in uh, addressing it and so of course the resignation yesterday is so abrupt but like that wasn't the only thing hanging over this team they had just lost to Tampa Bay in the game I know the final score is 27-17 it didn't feel close it really didn't and John and uh, you know Justin Fields had struggled a lot and you heard kind of those comments yesterday that wasn't the first time that he brought up coaching, though, like I, I go back to that screenplay that I asked him about, the one that resulted in a pick six. It was the third variation of a screen that they had thrown in the same series in f- the fourth quarter of that Tampa Bay game. And that resulted in a pick six. And when I asked Fields about that, you know, it's very much a boomer bust play. You know, he pinned it on play calling, which it was because it's not like he drew up that play himself. So that was the first instance you had there that kind of, let you know, okay, maybe he's not thrilled with the way things are going right now, what he is being asked to do. 
And then yesterday, I know that he tried to walk some of his comments back, but no one baited him into an answer about coaching. No one said, you know, was it coaching that did this? Justin's the one who offered that up on his own. So I thought it was very honest of him. And I think that's, you know, the, the coaching staff said that they want him to be forthright about how he's feeling with things. And frankly, I think he was. And I thought it was refreshing. And then, of course, you know, when it, what it comes down to yesterday afternoon with him pulling aside us in the locker room and walking it back, you knew that was coming. But I think it kind of gave you a glimpse into what's really going on for this offense, for this quarterback, and this team that's in an 0-2 hole right now, which is tacked on to a 10-game losing streak from last year. So, Courtney, what happened there where he made the comments earlier in the day about you know, the coaching may be contributing to his robotic play and maybe there's too many voices and he's thinking too much about what he's been told by the coaches instead of just being out there playing free and doing his thing. And then, like you said, he walks back into the locker room, which never happens where a player talks twice in the same day. Does he just walk in the locker room in the center and yell, hey, everybody, I got some more to say. Like, what happened there? So... He was apparently alerted to some tweet. I know that the Bears PR staff, their process with Justin is to let him know kind of what's being said out there so he can be prepared for anything that uh, comes at him at the podium. But this was after practice. So to my understanding, he was alerted to what was being said on social media, and he believed that he was being taken out of context. So he called everybody over, did not take any questions, you know, comes out and says that, you know, the whole thing about searching for clicks, I I thought that was a very aggressive way to go into it when, you know, he ends up kind of circling back to, I want to help you guys do your job. I know that you have a job to do. I try to give you context, which we appreciate. But it was was a really weird, um, weird way to set everything up. And it kind of spiraled. I mean, obviously – those comments have surfaced everywhere and they're being talked about everywhere. But in addition to that, you know, an hour later, defensive coordinator officially resigns and the team's in crisis management mode. And that's like not even pointing out that their left tackle starting left tackle is on injured reserve and, you know, going to be there for a couple of weeks. There's just so much going on with this team and fields, of course, because he's the quarterback, because he's in such a pivotal year three is going to dra- grab a lot of the headlines there. But Aside from that, there's a lot going on, which Ryan Poles, the GM, again, something that you don't see all that often is a general manager coming out, calling an impromptu press conference in the middle of the season during the week. You know, He did that today to get out in front of this, and the first thing he said was that he wasn't going to deny the fact that they're going through adversity right now. Well, yeah, it wouldn't matter if he had denied that. I think we all would know that they are going through a lot of adversity right now. Courtney Cronin, ESPN Bears reporter, joining us here on Amber and Ian Jonathan Saslow, filling in for Ian tonight. So the other thing that happened today at practice was that you saw a hug between Justin Fields and Luke Getze, the offensive coordinator there. How would you describe the relationship now? I mean, I also had read that immediately in between him talking to the media the first time and then walking the comments back the second time that he had gone into Lugetsky's office and had, uh, you know, immediately tried to address things. Is there a relationship that seems strained beyond just sort of what we're seeing play out publicly? Yeah. I mean, that hug was a little weird. Um, of <laughs> course, like they spotted the cameras. It's their way of doing damage control and be like, look, everything's fine. And 
I don't, I've never gotten the vibe that there's any sort of, you know, ill will, animosity, like from Fields, like, you know, the coaching staff, the whole thing. I, I've always felt like it's, you know, he's been very honest with them, especially this week. And, you know, there were points last year where Justin voiced his frustration in a different way, not directly calling to coaching, but week seven, after the disastrous game that they had where the balls dropped at the goal line against Washington the week before, like the offense started to change. And maybe this is what Justin felt he needed to do to control, you know, the control things around him. But I, like, when I asked Luke Getze about that, whether he was alerted, like when he found out about these comments, he said today in front of everyone that he didn't know about any of this until after everything was made. So after practice, after Justin went back into the locker room and, and talked to us. So weird timelines. I mean, there's a lot of like timeline issues that are going on just with did the team talk about the defensive coordinator firing or did they not? And then like there's, you know, a lot of conflicting reports and a lot out there. But that's typically what you get when a team is in disarray. A lot of misinformation, a lot of ambiguity and a lot of things that aren't clear. And this is a team that goes to play Kansas City this week on the road. The, you know, somebody new calling plays, which you know, Matty Berflus did that last week, but it's, it's his defense and he's got to right the ship here with that. And on the other side of that, the quarterback's got to try to get back on track, which relies, it's a delicate balance between that, using that athleticism that makes him so great and also, you know, using what, telling, taking what the coaches tell him and finding a way to mesh the two together. Courtney, there were a lot of salacious details over the last 24 hours about what may have led to the defensive coordinator resigning. Have we learned or been able to confirm anything over the last few hours about what may have been going on there? The team has not. um, They've been very tight-lipped about it. And even today, Ryan Pohl said, like, the only new information that's not surprising at all is that they're going to wait till next week to determine if there's any title changes on defense. So Matty Berflus will call the defense the rest of the way. Um, There's no doubt in my mind on that. But maybe they name somebody a defensive coordinator. Maybe they change some titles around. Who knows? But there's still a lot of ambiguity around the situation. And when you take a a look at his statement and you put some of the dots together, he wrote it was on his own. It was not on official team letterhead. The team had a very terse statement. It was just a one sentence email that Alan Williams had resigned from his post as a defensive coordinator of this team. And beyond that, they've not made much comment, uh, many comments about anything. And even today, hearing from coaches, what we talked to, it felt like they were trying to distance themselves a little bit from this situation and not, you know, if somebody has health issues, if they resign for health issues or personal things that they're going through in their life, typically you get a warmer response. We, we wish them well. We thank them for their service. You know, all of those things, none of that has been said. So, of course, when that's the case, that naturally opens the door for people to question, is there something else here that we just don't know yet or isn't out there? And, you know, from what Alan Williams said through his lawyer and through his statement that he resigned to take, you know, he has a lot of respect for this organization, but he's trying to take care of, you know, some health issues and some some family issues that he's going through right now. And I spoke with his lawyer as well, but... There's still there still feels like there's a lot more here that um, has yet to be uncovered with this situation. It's just it's very bizarre. You don't you don't see a defense. You don't see coaches resign after two weeks unless it's a very dramatic situation. 
ESPN Bears reporter. You can also catch her on Around the Horn. You can listen to her right here on ESPN Radio on Sundays, best week ever, 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern. Courtney Cronin, buckle up, Courtney. I mean, we are only two weeks into the season, and you are dealing with all of this with that team. (laughs) It just never ends. But, I mean, like the Bears have so much ground to cover this year where they're trying to get this rebuild off the ground, and it feels like they're back where they really never got it off the ground last year, and they're back where they started in 2022. So a lot to keep an eye on here over the next couple of months. Well, we will certainly be doing just that. Thanks, Courtney. Thanks, Courtney. Thanks, guys. Take care. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian tonight. We will preview week three in the NFL. That Chicago Bears team is going to run into the Kansas City Chiefs. That's going to be an ugly one. This coming weekend, plus plenty more. ESPN Radio is on the ESPN app. Reputations around here. Jonathan's reputation precedes him. You can find him on the Zaslow Show 2.0, wherever podcasts are available tonight. He is filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons on Amber and Ian. James Steele is also here. He's our producer. And like all good producers, he came up with a radio segment a while back that no one has ever done in the history of sports radio. It is super original. No one's ever thought of it. It's called Got One. Let's get to it. Amber and Ian got one. We got I'm good at this. I'm good at this game. Yeah. I'm good at this. Well, you've never played it you've before. You've never played it. So. You don't no, know no, about I it know. because it's no, the brainchild nope. of James Steele. It's so original. All of Everybody our, knows it. I'm good at this. All of our features are complete originals. Uh, no one has ever done this before. By the way, Amber, do you know the sounder there? We got one. Do you know what that's from? I don't. Come on. It's, that's... Very, it's very on brand for me. Oh, yeah. is this some wrestling reference? No, it's Ghostbusters. That's right. They get their first call. Janine hits the buzzer. She says, we got one. That would have been my second guess. If it involves James Steele, first guess is wrestling. First answer is wrestling. Second, well, the second answer is Kansas City Chiefs. Third answer is Ghostbusters. Nothing if not myself. All right. So uh, we're just going to go through matchups in week three, and you'll pick who you think will win. So first up, unfortunately, the Dolphins are uh, six and a half point favorites. Against the Broncos. Why is that unfortunate? Amber, pick one. Seems very, very fortunate. Yeah, we just have to talk about Miami because we've set this standard here that you're both from Miami and blah, blah, blah. Best sports town. Best sports town in the universe. Also, maybe the best team in the NFL. And and that's not even me being facetious because they actually look like they could be the best offense anyways in the NFL this season. That's a fun Dolphins team. Incredibly fun to watch. I was so impressed, Zaz. That last weekend, Bill Belichick did Bill Belichick things against that team. Like that Patriots defense took Tyreek out of the game. Did not matter. Mike McDaniel was like, all right, you're zigging. I'm going to zag. And I loved seeing that from him because one of the criticisms of McDaniel last season doesn't ran the darn ball when he needs to. Well, they ran all over that Patriots team with Raheem Mostert last weekend. I was really impressed with what they did there. Obviously impressed as well with week one. Clearly, I'm going with my Miami Dolphins. Yeah, at, to your point, I thought it was a super mature game that Mike McDaniel called. Yeah, Bill Belichick was trying to goad him into it and bank on him not being patient. And McDaniel's like, no, nah, I'm good. 
we're, we're going to run the ball, and, and we're going to be in control the entire game. I thought it was a big game for Mike McDaniel. Obviously, I like the Dolphins there in front of the home crowd for the first time this year. But, Amber, I do think this game is going to be closer than a lot of people think. The line right now is 6.5. I like the Dolphins by a touchdown, but I don't know that this game is a blowout. Mike McDaniel can scoot. We also learned that All right. this past that's, week. That's plenty from you two. <laughs> you want us uh, to keep going? Plenty more. A, a quick update. Don't worry. Uh, Miami, Do- Miami Heat talk coming up soon uh, in the show as well. Yeah, I'm being forced to do this stuff, so don't blame me. Uh, sorry, America. Uh, quick update. Uh, Thursday night game, uh, 49ers, Giants are tied at three. Uh, we're into the second quarter there. Uh, high scoring, high scoring. Out it's there. a Thursday night football game, so that's all we can Short say week. about it. All right. Patriots are two and a half point favorites at the Jets this uh, weekend. Zaz, what do you got? Yeah, I think wins are going to be really hard to come by for the Jets. I think the Patriots stink too. I, I don't know if you know, the Patriots and the Jets, they both get no love in the Zaslow Mansion. So this is one of those games where I would want to poke my eyeballs out rather than actually watch the whole thing. But I like the Patriots getting their first win of the season in New York. I think this is a low-scoring affair. You can't make me watch this game, but I do like the Patriots here. You can't believe in either of these teams, but one of these teams has actually won a game this season. The other one's sitting at 0-2, and it's not necessarily the team that you would expect. Again, I mentioned what Belichick did with Tyreek Hill last week, taking him out of the game. You've seen that Patriots defense look good this season. That is certainly a strength for that team. Bill Belichick still, of course, a great coach, but... The New York Jets have so much talent around Zach Wilson. Is it possible that they can get enough out of him? Coming off of that week with the Cowboys, it wasn't fair. He's sliding into that role against the best team, or the best defense or the second best defense maybe in the NFL with Dallas. You knew he was going to end up getting worked. Frankly, I'm not even sure Wilson was really the problem there against Dallas. He's also my son, you know, Wilson, Wilson. We ride together, blonde hair, blue eyes. I ride with the New York Jets on this one. I'll take the underdog. <laughs> It's a weird thing that she is so the biggest me. Zach Wilson apologist on our network. Maybe ever in the history of sports. Family. Family. Uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, okay, the Bills are six and a half point favorites heading into Washington uh, to play the 2-0 Commanders. Amber uh, got one. Who you got? So I, I, I don't. Love this line. Six and a half seems like a lot. I think the commanders are better than we all expected they were going to be. Maybe Eric Bieniemy is actually making a difference there. They are 2-0. It's an undefeated team. I still very much believe in this Buffalo Bills team, though. I think I'll go Bills, but I don't feel I don't feel great because of the line. So if we're just doing straight up, I'm going Bills. If we're talking betting against the line, it gets more complicated to me. Yeah, I, I like the Bills to win the game. I, I think the Bills are going to get their first, you know, real good performance of the season a road win at an undefeated commanders team but six is a lot of points here i like the commanders to cover the six points i think the bills are in control most of the game i think the bills get what looks like an impressive win but i like the commanders to cover uh in a battle of zero and two teams uh neither one can play defense uh and both offenses are good the vikings are one point favorites against the chargers zaz who you got all right, so someone's season ends in this game on Sunday. You're not making the playoffs at 0-3. Like, somebody's season ends in this game. And, look, both teams had high aspirations going into the season. 
Oh, boy. The Chargers are the first team to score 58 points, at least that many points, their first two games, and lose those first two games. First team ever. The Vikings feel like a hot mess this year. I like the Chargers. And Justin Herbert's numbers this year are good. It's so, it's so. He's not Tua. But it's it's Brandon Staley. It's such a Brandon Staley thing. Well, he's not Tua. You can actually say that with confidence now. You can say that this season. Finally, it looks like the Dolphins didn't make a mistake there passing on Justin Herbert. Uh, I think I'm going to stick with the Vikings, though, in this game. Mostly because I I like Kirk Cousins from watching quarterback on Netflix. And really, maybe for no other reason. (laughs) He's like a good guy. He seems like a good, nice guy. So likable, James. Don't you shake your Completely head at me. Completely unlikable. A nice guy. There's only one likable quarterback in that show. Well, that's not true. Coming go up Chiefs. next. Okay, stop. Uh, we're going to go back to the Cowboys. Did their Super Bowl hopes go down the drain today?